Welcome to you wherever you are at, whomever you're with. I'm so very glad that you are here with us for a few moments this weekend. Uh, we are in a series uh, called God of Creation. And uh, you know, this series is built on a strong foundation of truth that the Apostle Paul spoke uh, about, wrote about in his letter to the Romans. Uh, it reads like this, what can be known about God is plain uh, to people, to humanity, because God has made it plain. And here's how he did that. Uh, for since the creation of the world, from the beginning of time, Paul says, God's invisible qualities, then he names them, his eternal power and his divine nature, uh, that God is absolutely capable and he's infinitely good, uh, these qualities have been clearly uh, on display, being understood from what has been made. And, uh, you know, the, really the goal, the point of this series is I'm trying to encourage uh, you along with me, all of us, uh, that we would become more open uh, to the revelation of creation, uh, that every day and in every way uh, we would allow God to speak to us uh, not only in a way that we, we kind of get the facts, but according to Paul, we understand that God is uh, eternally powerful and he's in infinitely good. Uh, we understand these things through the things that God has created through this marvelous world, this universe that we are a small but significant part of. And uh, maybe you're thinking, uh, well, why does this matter? What's the importance of this truth? And uh, I would say this, the reason it matters is because uh, all of life gets better and bigger when we experience the creator who has made everything. All of life uh, tends to find harmony, a fullness, the fruitfulness that we see on display in creation. All of those attributes flood into our lives uh, when we know God as God is, rather than as we might make him up to be through our mind and in our experience. In fact, Jesus uh, spoke this about our knowledge of God. He said, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, that we would know God's eternal power and his infinite goodness, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom uh, you have sent uh, to reveal God, God with us. Uh, Jesus is saying uh, again, all of life gets bigger and better when we know God as God is and uh, as God has made himself known. Uh, you know, Paul kind of uh, also points out the dark side of this when we close ourselves off to the God who is clearly revealing uh, himself through what he has made. When we shut down that input from our creator, Paul says, uh, although they knew God, uh, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. In other words, they chose not to respond to the revelation of God. Uh, and there was a, there were some consequences, uh, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. You know, that's not a good way to do life with futile thinking and darkened hearts. And uh, it leads to a lot of dysfunction, a lot of brokenness, a lot of unhappiness, a lot of uh, lack of meaning and purpose. In fact, uh, we looked at uh, in one uh, passage in the Old Testament when God's people had lost their way, 
their religion, their response to God had become hollow, empty, meaningless. They were no different than people who had no hope. And uh, into that setting, uh, God speaks to them. And interestingly enough, he draws them back to himself through the witness of his character in creation. He says, lift up your eyes, look to the heavens. Uh, Who created all these? He who brings out the trillions and trillions of starry hosts one by one. And he calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength. Not one of them is missing. What's God doing? He's calling them back to himself as he's revealed himself through creation, his eternal power, his absolute divine goodness. And uh, he's bringing them back to life as it's meant to be lived in harmony with our creator. Uh, You know, another one of our uh, primary texts in this series has been this wonderful psalm, Psalm 19. In fact, C.S. Lewis called it uh, the most wonderful song in the entire Bible. That's uh, quite a statement uh, from a man who knew his theology. Uh, But uh, in that psalm, uh, David, King David, is marveling at how God has made himself known through what he has created. Here's what he writes. The heavens declare the glory, the goodness, the greatness of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. There's this constant outpouring, articulating the greatness of God and the goodness of God through the creation of his heavens and the skies. Uh, He says, uh, then they have no speech. In other words, this isn't audible. Can't pick it up on your radio signal. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet, David describes a different way of knowing and receiving knowledge. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. There's this constant communication about the power of God, the goodness of God on display through what he has made. You know, Jesus marveled at two things when he walked this planet. The two things he marveled at, one was when people had faith in God, when they believed that the invisible God was absolutely capable and infinitely good. Jesus marveled at that. You know, the other thing Jesus marveled at is when people went through life without that awareness. He, he didn't get that. Uh, how in the world could you live in the midst of this creation and do life without an awareness that God is completely capable and infinitely good? And he tried to lead his followers and us back into that congruence with the God of creation. And now uh, David in his psalm, he, he gets this specific He takes one of those stars. We call it our sun. Here's what he says. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. Imagine that. You know, all the guests are waiting for the bridegroom and all of his goodness and all of his glory. He finally comes out. He's ready to take the center stage. David says the sun's kind of like that, emerging in the morning It's like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It's like the best Olympic runner uh, you've ever witnessed. The sun is like that, uh, running capably, uh, taking its course throughout the day until the evening. It rises at one 
end of the heavens. It makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. And see, David is now waxing loquacious about the faithfulness of God, the life-giving nature of God on display in just one small part of his creation, the sun and all that it brings into our world. Uh, now it seems like David uh, kind of shifts gears in a clunky way. <laughs> you ever try to shift gears in your car when your clutch is going out? <laughs> it's like a jamming, and all of a sudden <laughs> you're in a different you're in a different mode. Well, uh, David's talking about the goodness of God on display in creation, the greatness of God through the heavens and stars and the sun. And all of a sudden, he says this, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are wonderfully right. And you, you kind of go, wait a minute. How did David go from marveling at God in creation to all of a sudden he's celebrating the truth of God, the laws of God, the precepts of God, the standards, and the ways of God? Well, uh, David is having an insight here. It's kind of like that whoa moment you have, you know, when uh, something surprises you, you make a connection, and uh, here's the connection that David is making. The God who reveals his eternal power and divine nature through creation, you know, that's what David's been celebrating, the God who makes himself known through his creation also reveals himself through his words to us. The same God who makes his eternal goodness and uh, divine uh, capability known through what he has created, he reveals that same power, that same divine nature through his words to us, through what he speaks to us. And, and that's an amazing insight uh, where David's putting together the creation of God with the truth of God as he speaks uh, into our lives. And uh, what David is realizing is the incredible uh, fruitfulness that's on display in creation, uh, the life-giving nature of all that God has made to work together in complete harmony with his goodwill and his power. Uh, David's saying all those attributes are also invested in what he speaks to us in his word, and, and David realizes, you know, when I think about my creator's words to me, uh, here's the impact they have. They refresh my soul. Uh, you ever get to that point in life where your soul is a little dry, a little weary, a little taxed by the demands of life? Well, David said, as I think about God's word, my creator's words, they refresh my soul. He also says they make me better at life. Uh, they, they make wise the simple. Uh, when I think about the influence of what God speaks to me, it, it teaches me how to do life well, uh, how to make good choices, how to not make dumb decisions that end up, uh, I end up reaping the consequences of my foolishness. Uh, David says, when I think about God's word, it brings joy to my heart. Uh, when I'm weary, when I'm tired, when I'm depressed, 
when I'm discouraged, when I'm laying in bed and I can't sleep because of my anxious thoughts, God starts to speak to me, and he introduces joy back into my heart by giving me his perspective. And David says, so when I think about God's word to me, it gives light to my eyes. It allows me to see truth. It allows me to see through falsehoods, uh, see through the traps and the entrapments of life. It gives light to my eyes. And finally, De David says it adds stability to my world. It endures forever. You know what David's saying here is that when I think about all that God has created and the wonderful ways he reveals his eternal power and his divine nature, his word uh, has that same impact on my life, and it's a different way of knowing God. As Jesus said, uh, this is eternal life, to know God and to know him through Jesus Christ, whom God has sent. Uh, you know, uh, here's the truth. When we open up to the revelation of God and creation, it, it stirs something in us, and I would say it like this. It stirs a desire to know him more, uh, to lean into him, uh, to, to gain more of the goodness and the ability of God that we sense is being displayed through what he has created. And if we truly open up to that, it makes us hungry. It gives us an appetite for his word and his truth and to experience uh, the goodness, the joyfulness, uh, the, the ability to make good choices. All of those things are stirred and awakened. You know, sometimes in our uh, desire to lean into God, uh, to perceive, uh, to hear him, uh, to sense uh, his eternal power, his infinite goodness, uh, sometimes uh, our signal gets distorted. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a hard time uh, even feeling, sensing the goodness of God on display through what he has made, his capability, or, or uh, maybe catching that. Uh, from his word to me. Uh, I recalled once I was uh, out on the Olympic Peninsula. I just finished doing a wedding ceremony. I was on my way back to the mainland, and, and I got to a little ferry dock, uh, and as I arrived, I was the only car there, and the ferry, I quickly saw why. The ferry was pulling away. I'd missed it <laughs> by about 30 seconds, and uh, as I sat there waiting uh, for the next ferry to arrive and take me across the waters, uh, I turned my radio on, and I picked up, lo and behold, a, foot, a football game. And it was not just a random game. It was uh, being broadcast from Colorado. It was actually the, the, the school I had attended college at. They were playing a football game. It was on the radio being broadcast somewhere out in the Puget Sound. And uh, I heard things like uh, interception, touchdown, but I had no idea who had intercepted, who had scored a touchdown, had to read about it later in the news. You know, sometimes our ability to perceive the power of God and the goodness of God, it's like that distorted signal. We get a few things, but we have a hard time piecing it all together in a way that makes a, a difference, the kind of difference in our lives that David was celebrating. And I just want to encourage you, if you haven't discovered the beauty of uh, reading the Bible devotionally, I want to give you a free gift. It's called the U version of the Bible. It's a wonderful app. You can download it on your phone or on your device. 
has every translation of the Bible known to mankind, has kind of videos, devotional plans, inspirational readings you can uh, put in topics that are of interest to you. But what it will do is it will give you an opportunity to, uh, to meditate, to consider, to ponder the words of God in the same way that you would view a, an inspiring sunset or sunrise in a, a majestic mountain, a beautiful waterfall, or the beauty of creation and nature. Uh, in the same way, uh, God reveals his eternal power, his divine attributes through the words that he speaks to us. Well, after David goes through all of this, uh, he kind of has a moment of honesty as he's thinking about how God has made himself known uh, through his creation, through his word, all of these wonderful attributes. And here's that moment of honesty. He realizes, I often blow it. I'm often entirely disconnected from God and his ways and his will. And here's how he writes about it. He says, but who can discern their own errors? Who can understand their own prejudices, their own biases, their own fears that hem them in and hold them back? You know, we're often a jumbled compilation of different experiences, partial knowledge. And David, realizing that, says, who in the world can discern the things in their lives that hurt them and hold them back from a vibrant experience of a good God and a powerful God. And so he, he yearns. He says, forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless and innocent of great transgression. You know what David's saying is, Lord, please, uh, cover my backside, uh, cover my failings, uh, cover my ignorance. Lord, I don't want those things uh, to dictate my experience of you and uh, to you know, shape my life. I want my life to be uh, dictated by and shaped uh, by the greatness of who you are, your incredible ability uh, revealed to me in so many ways. You know, uh, prayer like that, a hunger like that it will liberate you uh, to live a better life. You know, I, I would say the same is also true of avoiding that kind of uh, acknowledging of our own uh, willfulness, our brokenness, our hidden sins, our, our errors. It will keep you stuck. And uh, I would say it like this. Uh, each of us has an internal moral compass that points us to true north. That's part of how God has created us. We have an internal compass that wants to know God, that wants to know his ways and align with his truth. And uh, here's what one of the perspectives of the Bible is when we ignore that internal compass that points us to our creator, everything goes bad. Everything is lost and tumbles southward from there. In fact, Paul would write in one of his letters, some people have rejected their moral compass and they've made shipwreck of their faith. Didn't get them where they hoped it would. They ended up on the rocks because they ignored that internal witness of God drawing them to his goodness and his ability. And so David ends uh, with this prayer. Uh, Lord, may these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart 
be pleasing to you. Be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. See, this is uh, David praying what we've said all along. And when we're in alignment with our creator, our lives flourish. They take on the fullness that's witnessed and evidenced in creation, the order, the goodness. And when we're out of alignment uh, with God, as he's made himself known, uh, we enter into chaos. Well, as we go to a prayer, uh, I want to just say, uh, remind us uh, of what we highlighted early on in this series, uh, that Jesus is God of creation. When Jesus came into this planet, he made himself known as the God who created everything, who now took on flesh and lived among us. We looked at that great scene where he was in a storm-tossed boat with his followers. They were freaking out, thinking that life has come apart at the seams. And Jesus got up from his sleep. He rebuked the wind. He said to the waves, quiet, be still. And then the wind died down. It was completely calm, and they were terrified. And they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him uh, as we pray. Uh, a reminder, when we open up to the revelation of God through what he has created, it stirs in us a desire to know Jesus more as the focal point, the revelation of God's ability and God's goodness to us. Uh, would you pray with me? Father, thank you that uh, you are not a God who is hidden from us. You are invisible, but you have made yourself known in so many incredible ways uh, as we marvel once again, God, at the world that you've created, the heavens uh, that declare to us uh, day after day they pour forth speech. But, Lord, you've also spoken to us uh, through your truth, through the revelation of your word. And as your word says, in these end times, you have spoken to us through your son. The word of God became flesh and lived among us. Jesus, uh, we open up to you right now. If you're hearing this message, you've never called upon him uh, to be the center of your world. You can do that right where you're at. The Bible couldn't be more clear. It says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and will receive the gift of his spirit. Lord, we open up to your spirit right now that opens our eyes, that uh, opens our ears, uh, that changes our hearts, and allows us to reconnect with a good God who is powerful and has made himself available to all of us uh, through the gift of his son, Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.